Welcome back, everyone, to MX Asian American. Today we have a wonderful guest, Renee. Uh, you want to introduce yourself first to the listeners? Hi, everyone. Um, this is Renee Hellett. I am a personal chef out here in Austin, Texas. And I'm originally from an island called Guam. So I'm Filipino, born and raised there. And now I came out here in America to try uh, try something new. Got started with my with my life a couple years ago, and I uh, really want to see what it's gonna take me here. Awesome! Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Um, yeah, I know you did tell us already a bit about um, where you grew up, but like, could you tell us a little bit more? <laughs> about yeah, sure, how, of course. Um, yeah, how you grew up. Definitely. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned, I'm from the small island called Guam, which is a small U.S. territory out in the West Pacific. I'd say it's about three three hours and a half from from Philippines and Japan if you were flying. Um, eight hours away from Hawaii, so that's a little if you, you know a little pinpoint there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I grew up. Uh, I'm Filipino. I grew up there. Uh, my parents were. Uh, immig- uh, I guess, you know, they, they migrated from the Philippines back in 1994, mm-hmm. I believe, um, when I was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, living up there, uh, I've always grew up thinking island, li- um, island lifestyle. Uh, we mm-hmm. are indigenous people back at home, are the Chamorro people. So it's very mm-hmm. Pacific. Uh, Asian type of thing going on around there. Uh, me growing up in a Filipino household, uh, we have very same customs with like the Chamorro people. Um, and then it is a big like tourist destination. So there are different mixed mm-hmm. Asians around there. I've never yeah. really grew up with any like American people per se or any mm, anyone from the mainland. Um, we probably had like one friend who was part of the military base and then was in our high school with us. But other than that, yeah, no real exposure um, mm-hmm. besides cooking, right? Um, yeah, so been there since 94 to 2016. And then I left home uh, to start a other journey before I ended up here in Austin. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. So like, while you, what was like, I guess the inspiration or like, how did you get the idea of like leaving Guam and coming to America? Yeah. Um, so back in 2016, I finished my culinary degree in the community college back at home. Um, and then I had this opportunity to go on to work on a cruise line in Hawaii. So mm-hmm. I did that from 2016 to 2018. You know, like I wanted to start something new and I needed to try. I need to improve in what I do in my in my career. So mm-hmm. I took that, took took the beating for a few years. Um, and then and I ended up here in the mainland in 2019. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually met my ex on the cruise ship. And she mm-hmm. was originally from Austin. So that is why I ended up here. Um, I see. Yeah. <laughs> came here for love <laughs> and then there's no longer love, right? So what yeah. else could you do? Um, 2019, I was working for some of the restaurants and one of the hotels out here. Um, after I left one of the restaurants, uh, that's when I then started my business. Um, should I jump to that right away or? <laughs> oh, no. Um, actually let's go back a little bit. Like I yeah, no am curious what, um, influenced you to decide to go to culinary school and like pursue this industry. Oh, oh 
great. <laughs> so culinary for me started back in 2010, sophomore year, sophomore year high school. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't like eating culinary. Oh, uh, sorry, correction. I didn't like eating cafeteria food. <laughs> So we'll say it was like there, many right? Of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was better back then compared to what I'm seeing now. Oh, be for sure. It was yeah. better back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So in high school, we had a culinary program called Pro Start, which I believe did start here out in the States. Um, mm-hmm. So they carried over that and had that in the public high schools in Guam. Um, so you start out in sophomore year and, you know, you just do it different levels throughout until you graduate senior year um so that carried me over i i didn't really want to do culinary to begin with i wanted to get into mm-hmm. like viscom or like visual stuff and production mm-hmm. but i since i've already had like free credits for college i just continued that towards community college which also had the, pro- the, the culinary program and we follow like we follow curriculums here in the States, like Culinary Institute of America. So mm-hmm. to the extent that we can, like what we are, what things we can get imported to Guam. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so did that from 2013 to 2016, graduated, got my AA. Um, yeah, it was more of a choice that we had to make. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money growing up and mm-hmm. that was free money. We did get some FAFSA covered. There's probably like one year where mm-hmm. I had to pay my whole tuition but the community college wasn't that much so yeah like financially and for the family it was like I had to just do that and I really love I love cooking and I still do till now um I started in the pastry industry and then I changed changed to like savory and now I'm like this is what I love oh okay um yeah I think um what you said about like having to do with money like a lot of people don't talk about how much education costs which is actually like uh, a lot especially in the states um yeah to go to college it's like really really expensive yeah. um but yeah sometimes you just gotta make the choice between schools who give you more financial yeah aid. definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. that was like the best i mean it's it is what it is i wish i could have mm-hmm. went a different direction because like i got um I got into I got a really big interest in accounting but like more of the restaurant mm. and hotel side of it um because mm, we had a class okay. for one of my management courses and I'm like this is actually a lot of fun I like numbers <laughs> now but I was like I like I all my all my skill set is is in culinary and like in Guam yeah. it's you only get a job if you know someone especially in something else mm, getting mm-hmm. a food job is so easy but then even with that if yeah. you wanted to get in the hotel you kind of still needed someone to know yeah well it's like similar here in the states too like it's mm-hmm. all a lot of it is about connections but yeah. I also found it like super interesting that you have culinary like class in high school like not yeah. all of the public schools here have that yeah. at least like mine did not but I would yeah. love I would have loved um if I had a culinary class <laughs> I mean um, yeah it definitely I we definitely do have it here in the states I don't know what schools have it I know one of the Austin yeah. high schools have it um <laughs> but it's a big thing because it was we we have a big national competition so like in oh. Guam all the high schools competed for the spot to compete in the in nationals in the states and then wow. everyone did it. so every every state had someone to represent I believe oh, uh, that's so yeah, crazy. Really cool. yeah and I'm like that's high school wow. like what 
dude. And I think back then was like the prize, the winning team gets a scholarship to like the Culinary mm. Institute, which is a big mm-hmm. deal. And yeah. So, um, so you leave Guam and then start working on a cruise. Um, and then you decide to stay in America. I I'm wondering like how the transition was, I guess, from Guam, living in Guam and then to living in America. Did you notice like any uh, lifestyle differences or like cultural differences here? Um yeah, definitely a big cultural difference, but I did experience mm-hmm. a cultural difference in the cruise ship first. Um mm-hmm. The undisclosed uh, cruise line that I worked for uh, was an American flagged ship. So there were a lot of like American workers. Um, oh, I see. And me being like Filipino Asian. I mean, there's a lot of Filipinos on the cruise ship. And we have this yeah. whole thing where we have the Jamaican mafia and then we have the Filipino mafia and then oh my gosh. Americans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was, really. Yeah. I love, like, I've made some good friends. And, but I did have a lot of like, issues with the cultural differences and mm-hmm. i still am a believer that um minorities are in a different uh headspace or like different labor space like they have they mm-hmm, have more of a sure. drive compared to um u.s american workers uh <clears throat> not to give them some shade but like that was my big um <laughs> like what i saw when i was there mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, sure. I always hated working with some of them. And I was like, you can either let me do your job for you so you can get out of my way so I can continue doing everything or you can <laughs> keep, keep up or, you know, complain to chef and there's this whole argument. Probably yeah, chef. well, that, it's really funny because like, well, I grew up in the restaurant industry, so I like oh. know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so it's like, well, it's a stereotype. Yes, a lot of yelling, but also like, <laughs> stereotypically and also it's true um i guess in the minority space we say like white people are really slow at doing their jobs um, yeah, yeah uh, I'm, just, I'm just putting it very bluntly incompetent. Um, oh yeah exactly um which all. is interesting to me because like they're so i guess like privileged um racially in society um mm-hmm. And maybe that's why, like, they feel yeah. like they're entitled like to not. Yeah. yeah. Well, so like I said, I mentioned, um, I've met my ex on the cruise ship. And so when I moved to Austin, mm-hmm. I lived with full-on Texan family, really. Wow. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. you know, like, yeah, literally the only Asian out of all the relatives. That's rough. And, stuff. and I was like, uh. Uh. but it was interesting. And I, it got me more of a perspective to understand why things were so different and why our cultural... Uh-huh. Like there is a cultural shock and why mm-hmm. we do things a bit different from what they do. Because like it's not, I don't even know if it's just a privileging at that point. It's really just mm-hmm. what they grew up with. And that's just generations of like what they've done. So compared to our generations in Asia, it's like you're rice picking and all this stuff all the way from the beginning to the end, right? Like you're, it mm-hmm. just carries on generations. Like it's always been about hard work here. I've, oh, like, yeah. I've met my ex's family. So I'm like, yes, they've, started in the old days they have the hard work but if you see houses compared to like grandpas in the philippines compared to grandpas here in the states it's big difference in houses yeah but i think also it's like i think it's also like um like uh minority groups have been forced kind of to do hard work right yeah 
um and that's like what we've been what we inherited basically yeah. as like the next generation but yeah, yeah as we talk about texas now um what i guess like what led you to decide to start your own first business oh yeah um so yeah like i mentioned 2019 i did the hotels and then i went to a restaurant um mm -hmm. it was actually 2019 of november where i decided to quit the restaurant due to maybe like some weird racial slur in a way um oh, no. In a way, all right. So I'm Filipino, GM of a property that is now no longer in Austin that has shut down after mm -hmm. during COVID. Um, GM at the time, typical um, 40-something-year-old male American dude. Wife is Filipino, right? Oh, no. Wife is straight from immigrant from the Philippines. Wife is oh, a no. very obedient Filipino. And that's oh, what no. he thought I would be. And so he has said the quote on me, like, why are you always against me? Why are you always trying? Like, I was a sous chef, so I was a manager position. And I'm just, like, working on trying to get things controlled. But, of mm -hmm. course, being in corporate restaurant, he has bosses. So his bosses gets on his ass. Oh, sorry. Get on him and then gets on you're me. Good, and it's good. like um so we get this issue and then he's just all like yeah you're you're filipino you're supposed to be more obedient and i was just like Dang. what um down the line that same conversation it is um i've actually worked with my ex in that restaurant and he actually fired oh her that same day during the whole intervention oh and my gosh. so then that's what led me to like resign after because they fired her and i'm like so oh, i'm gonna i'm not gonna stay if you guys are treating me like this and i'm trying my all like I'm salaried, but I was getting paid 40k back then, and I was supposed to have you know five days in, five uh, two days out for ops, but I was still coming in like seven days a week regardless. And you don't get paid for hours, right? 40k is not enough. No, I mean this is like what 2019, so it still wasn't a lot, um, but okay, it is yeah. somewhat a lot when it comes to like people in the industry. Um, mm. So, I mean, when I was in the cruise ship, I wasn't even making close to that. And I was making 16-hour yeah. days. Mm -hmm. uh, no, yeah. So, when I left, um, I used I started to work with a meal prep company out here in Texas or in Austin. And I got the idea of, like, maybe I can do this. Um, then my very first client that I was trying to introduce the, the other meal prep company to, they were like, why don't you just cook for me and do your own thing? And I was like, oh, I have someone that may believe me. So this is definitely doable. Mm. Um, and so she was the very first, her and her husband. I started my meal preps with them, started meal preps with other clients near the neighborhoods. And I started getting out more around. Um, so this was like, yeah, let's say we started in January of 2020. I COVID hit and shut down Texas like mid-March 2020. <laughs> so I was going good until like, that happened and then we were just shut down but i was like oh um people can't go out and eat people would like are okay with one person to come in and cook their meals and it became a whole thing and it just carried over um and mm -hmm. so i stuck with it so it was all meal preps until maybe like the summer of that year or maybe like july or august yeah uh, when I started doing private dining and going doing course dinners because like I missed doing those things when I was on the cruise ship. And mm -hmm. yeah, this gave me the whole opportunity. 
And yep, stuck with it now. And now it's like three and a half years of doing this. Wow. Um, I'm so glad you left that racist <laughs> job environment. Um, yeah. And I feel like Wait. as I hear you talk, I, as I hear you talk about um, your uh, business venture, I was thinking like, uh, I, I don't know, these threads like kind of come together, basically like your past experiences um, helped is like, what not witnessing but like helping you kind oh, of yeah, like definitely you said, like the crew your experience with the cruise ship and also like i'm sure your experience um managing hotel restaurants um helps with I mean, your yeah. business right and <laughs> yeah, also definitely. like clientele yeah um but what do you think has been like i guess your most rewarding moments um in culture chefs and also like I guess difficult moments. Um, I would say like starting the business is rewarding, right? It's re very rewarding mm -hmm. in, in itself, where you're like, I, I'm making it. You know, what is this American dream we used to say? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, um, I guess the most rewarding thing is just on knowing when people are very happy after each dinner, and they give like, even if they say testimonials online, or they just tell you in person, and like they're. You know, like they get drunk sometimes and they're just sobbing their eyes being like, this was so beautiful. And I'm like, this really helps, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do a lot of bachelorette parties too and they're always going to be drunk. Uh, and they're... Yeah. But it's like, yeah, just having that feeling. Um, Like one of my big events I did back in November, I think, yeah, November of last year, Um, I went to do a four course for 80 people and it's all vips oh. for the members of a vineyard out here and uh, out outside of austin uh -huh. um so yeah i got a partner with this winery and just after the course of the four like after the four courses just walking around and just talking to every guest was like great like it really was mm. you know like what i like I, this is why I love what I do. It's just just hearing. I don't know. I guess it's just hearing praise, right? <laughs> hear too many of that growing up, right? And then in the kitchens, you don't hear that at all. You just get beat on in yep. the kitchen. So it's like exactly it's amazing. So uh, that's always going to be my drive, you know. Exactly. So um, Sorry. Oh, like you basically answered it. Just like the best parts, oh. and also like the difficult parts of the uh, difficult culture ones. chefs yeah yeah but like some difficulties i guess like from 2021 to 2022 was just constant grind it was great there, there are sometimes i'll have burnout so that is like a con mm. but um probably like the difficult times are summer summers are usually very slow for us um and, and even with all my other personal chef friends every it's always a hard a hard time of the year um but mm -hmm. since we had that scare of a recession early this year last end of last year like that one really affected so much of my business that like it's been a domino effect of just lagging until now so oh, like no. that's, that is a hard challenge is when things like that because a lot of my like you know i try to aim for higher clientele and if higher clientele yeah. want to be scared with their money then <clears throat> that does affect mine because that is the type of people i i i, I um cater to or cook mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of cancellations happening in january there was cancellations happening in february and i was like oh and then like miraculously got something on march that like just started 
getting up there. So like spring was great. And then we hit the summer. I'm like, because of the winter that has dominoed into the summer. And like, I'm just like in a stagnant situation. But then mm -hmm. I realized like I can do something about it. And I started a new program, which is actually, you know, giving me a better footing and things. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I curious, like what kinds of cuisine or like dishes or like, I guess, concepts <laughs> you have when you go in for these like private dining experiences. Yeah. Um, so with the culture chefs, um, the reason why I called it the culture, because I wanted to, or I guess I get, I would say I focus on a lot of international fusion. So me mm. meeting all the people when I met on the cruise ship, like gave me all their, their insight and their cultural backgrounds. And I like to learn a lot of their own foods from scratch and why it goes with this and that. Um, so yes, I do international fusion, but here in Texas, I don't touch anything barbecue. I don't touch, or I guess American barbecue. I don't touch, I don't touch mm -hmm. Tex-Mex, <laughs> Southern food, and just cause that's so available here. So I just, besides me saying I do international fusion, I just try to introduce a lot of, um, um, Asian Pacific fusions. And mm -hmm. that's where I just like to focus from west to east of the pacific ocean so anything around the border you know we have japan mm -hmm. and then we have a little korean there um the, all those islands up into guam and then go all the way east to hawaii it's like um something new for especially here in texas to try so i've been doing a lot of that lately yeah that's super interesting i think like I'm really interested in fusion food in general, uh, especially like I think Asian flavors or Asian influenced um, flavors. Yeah. So sounds really good. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, we're coming up on the last question. Just wondering if you have any like future plans or near near ish goals that you have for cultured yeah. chefs. Um, like I mentioned, we started a new program, which is essentially a meal prep program where we just do delivery service. We just uh, we just have people subscribe into our different tiers. Um, that is giving me a way better footing right now. Um, I still do saw like in-home meal preps for clients. I cook in their property. I still do a lot of dinner parties here and there. But like the whole goal in the end, or not the end, but like the whole goal, maybe like five years down the line is... Once we get this program really hitting off, I can hire people to take care, hire other chefs to take care of that section while I mm -hmm. focus on the back end because I want to go back into doing more parties. You know, I want to learn more of the marketing aspect, um, social media. Like I've been lagging on my social media, so I need to like really mm -hmm. dig into this. So once the meal preps goes in, that's residual income for me. People are getting jobs. That's set in stone. I focus on this, get more parties. And then at some point, of course, I do, I don't want to do too many cooking. I don't want to be doing too much late physical labor anymore. I want to have a full scaled, like, I mean, it's full scale business where it's uh, different chefs working under me and they take different client parties. They do this. Mm -hmm. They don't have to do my own menu. They can create, you know, like so much creativity. Mm -hmm. I just like to one, I like to make people happy with food. I want to help people to get their jobs too. And like, I want people to leave the industry and start realizing like you can be happier and still be learning because I also learn a lot from like the different chefs I've met that does the same thing I mm -hmm. do. 
Um, I brought in an assistant now who's helping me with um, some of my clients. And he's just an 18-year-old out of high school. But he's been cooking since 15. And he works for some of the good restaurants out here in Austin. And he's mm. learned, he knows a lot of things that I don't even know. And I'm like, uh-huh. dude, this is great. Even though you're that young, like yeah. it, it inspires me now, you know, like it inspires me to be that leader. And then just to just, you know, I, I like to just build a whole community out of it too. So it's, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I guess we- the answer, like really just want to not have to do too much work. <laughs> oh no, that totally makes sense. But like what yeah. you're describing really, really does sound like a community. Um, yeah. and I'm really excited for that. Thank well, you. um, thank you so much, Renee, for coming on the show. Um, where can listeners find you online, connect with you? Yeah, um, you can get me on my website, www.theculturedchefs.com. You can also find me on Instagram when I start posting a bit more. Um, <laughs> it's at the Cultured Chefs LLC. Um, I think right now I have the verified thing on it, so it shouldn't be too hard to find me. Or you can look mm-hmm. up my name in Renee Hullet. Like I've I've even researched or even like Google search my name. You can definitely find me. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. give me a follow. Check out our food. If you anyone's here in Austin, please hit me up. Oh yeah, and I'll give put everything in the show notes as well. Uh, thank you again, Renee. Thank you, Karen. <laughs>